Hello, Internet. It's Sean again. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you check out Lords of Misrule live every other Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv forward slash game nights. Enjoy the game. back everyone um uh, all right so let me get some better music going for this uh last time on lords of misrule your uh, your newly formed i, I want to say adventuring my, my instinct is always to say adventuring party wouldn't really consider you guys an adventuring party your your strange assortment of ne'er-do-wells uh has um sort of found themselves intertwined with each other. Uh, you uh, all found yourselves uh, arrested and uh, being held temporarily within the Gothford Police Department. You uh, were offered a choice or a uh, an arrangement by a passing acquaintance of many of you, uh, an Earth Genasi gentleman by the name of Harin Blackchurch, a, um, a bookie, and uh, general sort of miscreant in the Gothford area, the Farsaw Heights area specifically, where most of you do your business, um, offered you the choice to partner up, run some jobs together, and hopefully get rich doing so and uh, owe some favors to some, or uh, gain some favors from some powerful people. You all agreed tentatively to take some of his uh, jobs that he had offered. The first one, uh, a shakedown of a tailor uh, that owed some money to one of the gangs, the uh, the Zartano. You were able to successfully complete uh, your bounty, uh, however, with a little bit of trouble along the way from some magical creatures that he had been uh, stockpiling and collecting for himself. You... Uh, uh, completed that job very quickly. Took another one, an escort uh, contract, uh, taking some uh, mana, an illicit substance, black market sold in the black markets of uh, of Gothford, and transporting it to a vendor in the uh, upper city area, the upper Gothford district. Uh, you ran into a bit of trouble along the way with. Um, some members of the Green Tusk gang and an orc gang that operates within uh, the on the city streets and in the uh, the downtown uh, metropolitan area. Um, you were able to avoid them with some very skillful driving by Hogarth and some magical assistance by the rest of your group. Uh, delivering your bounty, taking some for yourselves, uh, were able to talk your way out of any immediate danger and returned to collect your bounty from Harin, which is where we sort of left off. Your crew is in uh, 
is enclosed laundry joint, the, the back part of it, um, kind of relaxing in the speakeasy, getting ready to either call tonight or plan your next um, your next job. And I think that's where we're going to pick up right now is with uh, Seb and Pilar and I mean, I guess the two of you were uh, alone, uh, I guess, uh, sitting at a table in the back of the bar, some music playing, one of the many instrumentalists that uh, earns or shills and a clothes laundry joint uh, playing upon the stage. And uh, the two of you having a drink and talking over next steps. So this whole conversation is in Elvish to try and minimize any uh, eavesdropping that may sure. be going on, but it's also not like they're aware that some of their friends also speak Elvish, and so it's not like they're trying to hide it per se, but um, so Rita, I know that one of the jobs Aaron has for us is to try and get a cop in the pocket of the Moraeans. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah, and I know initially neither of us were super keen on that idea. Initially or still? Because I am still not. I've been doing some thinking. Yeah, we're not big fans of the Nurans, you and I. For good reason. Yeah, I mean, but, that is a way to say it. Mm-hmm. But to get along in this city and what we do can't be too closed-minded, let's say. So here's what I've been thinking. First, we find out if there are any, you know, extra requirements for who to get in their pocket, what kind of time constraints there are. But what I've been thinking is this is just a get it done sort of thing. I just keep my ears open as I'm hanging out in different bars, see if I can find a, a cop on the payroll who might be willing to make a little extra on the side. That so, way. So, hold on, hold on, I'm sorry. You are arguing to me to try to convince me that we want to increase the hands that the Nurian has. This is what you're trying to say to me. Yes, and I'm still building up. Let okay. me finish talking. Oh, fine. Please. I will withhold my judgment. Here's what I'm thinking. By making sure we're the ones who get this cop, they'll also be in our pocket, in a manner of speaking. Sure, we won't be paying them, but we're the one who got them set up for this. So one, we have a cop who's friendly to us. Two, we have some sway a little bit with the Narains for further down the line, maybe. You know, it's just one cop. What's that going to do? But some sway later to say, hey, we helped you out with this. Why don't you help us out and, you know, make those those ones that we don't like. Give them give them the shit duty or something. I'm just saying something to keep in mind. Also, you know, 60 gold is nothing to sneeze at. That's no, almost 10 gold among all of us after Heron's cut. Well, you say this could go in our favor, the wind could blow our sails too, as they say. 
But it also could go bad. What if we find a cup that they do not like, or maybe the cup does not end up having a good experience with the Nurians, which is more likely, in my opinion. Then this could fall badly on us even more. I do not know if I want to take that risk. Those are concerns to bring up with the whole group. But I just figured, you know, given our history with them, you and I should have this talk first, so that we're not just, you know, wholly opposed to it. I mean, it is not a bad idea. I mean, the closer we can get to the Nurians, I guess, the better. Yep, in and some ways. No. Ugh. I'm still not, I'm not going to enjoy this, but you always talk about how I never use my head, and now I'm using it. Well, you are the smart one. When I say those things, it's when you are, like, not being dead. I've always been the smart one. It's just more fun to not have to think. <sighs> yes, of course. I totally understand where you're coming from well i thank you for bringing this up i think you're right and we probably should consider it at least yeah but we'll see what the others think also i want to talk to Aaron about why there's that murder investigation and why it pays so crap compared to the others right i was kind of interested in doing it just because it sounded like interesting but eh. but, but yeah i think that's something we should talk about with the rest of the group yeah i think so Plus, this bard person here is getting on my nerves. I keep hitting flats. Yeah, no, you are much better, of course. Of course, thank you. All right, so rest of the group, uh, what are you doing? I am putting the um, illicit gotten goods from our last job uh, in the safe. Yes. Uh, Well, actually, no. I am um, changing the container that it's in. I'm putting it in something else so that it doesn't and then I'm going to get rid of the container and how are you getting rid of it how am I going to get rid of it it's going out with the dirty laundry <laughs> do you throw out the dirty laundry no uh no um I'm going to go ahead and just you know with in, if somebody the dirty laundry come in right yeah exactly no um well there's some things you just can't clean some things just <laughs> are too dirty no um <laughs> when one of the orphans leaves for like the day from their thing i have them take the container to the orphanage and throw it away in the orphanage trash okay i need to know this orphan's name for when they get murdered on the street okay uh let's see um oh, no. i'm really <laughs> bad at coming up with names immediately i'm so good ralph ralph little ralph cool. So you have uh, Samantha tell Ralph, uh, give him, what is he delivering again? What did you say the, the pretense of him going out is? You muted. Muted? What's that? Uh, when his shift is done working mm-hmm. the laundromat, uh, I'm assuming he's going to scurry on back to the orphanage. And okay. when he scurries on back to the orphanage, he throws it away in their trash. Okay. So deli- throwing it away. Way, if he finds someone else's trash to put it into. It's, this matters a lot. Are you throwing it away in your trash or throwing it away in somebody else's trash? In somebody else's trash, not mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ralph throwing away. Trash. All right, I'm going to make a note of that. Um, so the uh, oh, so God. Samantha tells Ralph, uh, kind of in secret, maybe in the back room, gives him his little uh, homework assignment, probably puts it in like a 
I assume they've got book bags or something that they're using and he sticks it in there the best he can. It's sort of bulbous like a like an eighth grader. Uh, this just massive uh, backpack that he is currently wearing and he slings it over shoulders and uh, jogs down the street uh, back home at the I'd say it's probably around eight or nine o'clock right now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so anything else? Are you guys gathering back with Haran or heading back to your rooms or apartments? I mean, maybe we should get together, kind of figure out a game plan because I don't think we did last session. Kind of left it open. Okay, so let's let's then just skip to uh, sitting down at a table with uh, maybe Har and grab some drinks, um, and you see him. He puts an order in with you, Clove, to have a, a few more drinks brought to the table, a few more bottles of wine, um, and uh, sort of um, whistles out towards all of you, having you gather him and under the pretense of sharing a drink with friends, uh, and says. Come on, come on. We have we, we haven't had a drink yet uh, this evening. Everybody sit down. Sit down. Let's uh let's talk about how things went today. Um and uh more more business arrangements. So uh what are you thinking? What do you want to take next? Uh, oh, uh by the way, and kind of um scrumbles back the, uh, uh reaches under the the uh his chair, pulls back out the book, flips over, he says, "I did get one other job." Um that was uh I had a missive um, delivered to me a little bit ago. Uh, one of the Calbots was um, pretty impressed by your uh, execution of your contract earlier. And they had something else lined up. They were going to give to another crew kind of fell through. So we might have something going there as well. Um, looks like a, and I don't know what's going on here, but it looks like an archaeological survey is what they're saying. They, they need somebody to check out some something. I don't really know. There's a lot. He's like looking through over the paper and trying to uh, decipher what's written on it. It says, this guy writes in chicken scratch. I don't know. All I know is the guy you need to go talk to if you want to take the job. May I read the papers? Perhaps I can... Understand it better than you? Hogarth is very good, I said. Uh, he looks over Hogarth and says, fine, and uh, slides the paper across the table towards you. Can I make out this chicken scratch? Uh, yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's it's pretty hard to read. It's not like it's it's not code or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking it over, I think... I like. I almost want to make you make a check for it, but I'm trying to decide. Yeah, just make me an intelligence intelligence check. Yeah, I'm sorry. I would like. I was like, I want to do this, but I don't really know what. <laughs> I know what it would be. Just no, like just straight be, intelligence. Yeah, intelligence for doctors writing essentially. I believe in you. Ooh, that's a big old nat one. <laughs> that is a great start. I don't even think you know what language this is at this point. Um, nice. <laughs> You slide it back to him, and he get. Uh, I, I just look at it with my eyes closed. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and he <laughs> he takes the paper back from you and says, "All right, uh, 
I told you it's it's not an easy read. Anyway, there's a fella by the name of Dr. Bartrand Engelward. Uh, apparently, he's a professor of history at Ryman University and is a, an affiliate of the Calvets. And uh, he's looking for looking for some help with this um, project or this dig they've got going on. You know the Calvets; they they like that kind of stuff. Anyway, so we got that, and I've got this job for the Mephistosi, but like I said, it doesn't pay very much. I'll toss it if you don't want it. Um, I wasn't really sure about it to begin with, and then this, uh, this job with the Nurian too. I have a number of questions, and that number is two. So first of all, with the Calbot job, do you know anything about what we are supposed to do? Like, is it security while these people do the dig? Are we supposed to be doing the dig? Honestly, I'm not I, so good with the shovels and the calluses. I think if they were looking, they'd be looking for a different crew if there was uh, any digging to be done. My guess, based on jobs that I've done with them before, is something like an escort job or maybe some extermination uh probably got a pest problem or something that they're dealing with uh, you know they're looking for hired guns uh, no that doesn't so sound too bad that's that's what we're probably looking at I, I again this is all the detail i have and there's not a lot to go with so uh i would probably if you want to take the job they don't have a price figure it looks like it's a five percent commission uh, on whatever it is they're trying to get out of there i don't know how much we're looking at so you might be good to go talk to the guy and see what's uh, see what shakes out over there. That does sound very interesting. Now that was one I did say I had two. So the and second, I was aware of that. Yes. So I forgot what it was. No, the Mephistosi job. Do you know why it is so little? You said you don't know very much information. Do you know any information about this one? Why it is so little? Somebody died. I I know that the. Um, I heard about the murder. It was only a day or two ago. Word, word travels pretty quick around here, as I'm sure all of you know. And it looks like, based on what was in the news, that uh, this Lord Wingate passed away unexpectedly about two days ago. Now, based on what I've been able to dig up, doing my own little bit of research, um, there's some evidence of foul play. And that's why the GPD's involved. A little bit of a of a cover up. It looks like I don't know why the pay is so bad for this one. I don't know why that uh, I I would negotiate for more if I felt like I had leverage to do that. My guess is they're trying to not draw too much attention to what's going on. But that is just my humble guess. Well, and if there's only a small suspicion that it was foul play, I imagine they don't want to stake a lot of money on it if they turn out to be wrong. True. Well, if there's more money involved, more investigating, more digging, more likely something's going to be uncovered that they don't want to be uncovered. So, I don't know. Uh, could be they just want want to make it look like they're involved in this, want to make it look like they have that they're doing everything they can. Um, my suspect is that uh, Lord Wingate had some pretty strong ties to the uh, to the Mephistosi. So 
probably just trying to do their this part. This makes sense to me. Maybe he so, was like a real weirdo, and they don't want anyone to know. Possible. But you could uh, always check it out if it's easy. An easy twenty-five gold, and uh, well, again, you're showing that you can you can play ball. So they might be willing to throw some more jobs your way in the future. Mephistosi are the are the biggest players around here. So. Anyway, uh, so you got a pretty good lineup, and then uh, I don't have heads or tails on the Nurian one. There aren't a lot of details there, but it's pretty straightforward. Just need to find someone to to flip or find a officer to flip the Nurian way. My question there, what's the timeline on that, if any? Uh, flips through the pages and says... This one doesn't really have much of a timeline on it. On it, they probably sent it out to a few people at this point. Uh, my guess is they're they're probably a few crews that are working on something like this. They probably got a few folks that are uh, trying to iron this one out. Um, they're probably looking for more than one informant. Uh, I'll probably get word. I would guess in about a week, if nobody's done it by then, that they're no longer looking for uh, for the job to be done anymore. So you probably got some time. All right something I can keep my ear out in my other work alright so uh, these other two the investigation is obviously that one's going to go pretty quick uh, if you don't get that done the next day or two I imagine it's going to go cold pretty fast and then the the dig or this, this extermination or whatever it's going to be um, I don't know how fast they're looking to move on that so it might be worth taken sooner rather than later. What do you guys think? I don't know about you guys, but I don't have any connections with anyone in the PD, so maybe we start one of the other jobs. They do sound interesting, and you know, as Sebastian said, he can sort of put some time into that other one. If needed, I can make connections with anybody. But we could do something more interesting in the meantime. Yeah. I can hang out at them when we're off these other jobs, see what I can scrounge up. I can help with that. Well, whatever they're digging up out of the ground probably ain't going anywhere, so maybe we could follow that Investigation. My thoughts are, though, first, I very much doubt he's going to want us to go straight to the dig site or whatever, but figure out that, then look into this Lord Wingate murder. That one does seem a little bit like it has an expiration date. <laughs> Get it? Well, because it already had an expiration date. <laughs> I, you cut off for a second there, so I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. You were saying to stop by, ask about this this uh, dig job, and then head over and do the do the yes. murder. Is that what you were saying? Okay. Stop by and do the murder. Stop by yeah. and do murders. Do the murder. I mean, we've already done <laughs> like crime today. We have done some murders today. Well, can we put that on a T-shirt? Make lords <laughs> of misrule. Do murder. Do murder. Do the murder. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Haran throws back a, a drink and says, so, 
Uh, sounds like you've got a plan. Anything else we need to need to figure out? Anything else we need to iron out? I'll have the pay for the last job when you're. Did I give you the pay for the last job? I don't think I, was I gave. About you. to ask Sean that. Did we get the pay I, for that? No, I did. I'll give you the. I'll have you the pay next time that uh, you're here. It's been like an hour. Get off my back. You don't just walk around with a, a bank's worth of money. No, I don't, because I'm smart. Good. I want our contact to stay alive. <laughs> he, the eyes you were saying, not really sure if that was a threat. Or... No, like legit. Like, yeah, it's not safe to walk around with that much money. Uh, nods and um, finishes off the, his drink and um, stands up and says, well, I should uh, mosey on out of here then. It's been a pleasure working with all of you today. See you tomorrow. When is good just- one? And he saunters out of the bar. Uh, so the rest of you, are you heading back to your... Uh, your homes or anything else you want to do before that i'm going to go home unless somebody stops me you said it was what like 10 o'clock at night now by this point yeah probably around nine or ten um i'll probably work for another maybe hour or so um and then go to sleep above the bar okay i'm gonna stay and have a couple of drinks i'll probably hang out with glove Sebastian is going to go find a cop bar in Narain territory and start listening, see if he can hear people just muttering about how crap their job is and keep an ear out for anyone who might be sympathetic towards making some extra money. Okay, so you want to get a a, a jump on that. So let's uh, is there anything else anybody wants to do before we do those roles? I have just kind of a random lore question. Or not lore question, but because I'm assuming Clove's got to pay some bribes to keep herself, because it's you know the fact that she's running a speakeasy is kind of the world's worst secret. Yeah. Um, does she know any cops that we may be able to switch? I think, I think you pay your dues to the Zartano. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they keep the cops off you. Got it. Um, okay. So I think. I think you don't really have any dealings with uh, with the police unless something goes wrong. Got it. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, okay. So the rest of you head back to your establishment or your, your homes, whatever whatever passes for a home. I do have a question. Yeah. Uh, am I familiar with Lord, Lord Wingate? Do I know that name? Uh, you're around that area. Uh yeah, I'll say you you know the name. Um, let me get my music back going. There we go. Uh, let me let me see what you might know based on what I've written, which is right here. Yeah, uh, I think you what you know about him. He is a uh, sort of a political figure. In the uh, in the Go- in the Gothford area, I don't think he's very high up there. Probably like like a city council member or something. Like uh, maybe not even that much. Maybe like uh, a district council member or something like that. Um, so has some political pool and dealings, um, but otherwise. 
I don't think you really know that. I think you know about where where he would live, and you know that much about him. But otherwise, isn't really a well-to-do or well-known uh, guy. Okay, cool. That's it. I just I'll head home then. Okay. Um. Okay, so you all head back to your apartments, except for Seb, who. Uh, ventures over towards the uh, lower growth road of the Rootin Square area looking for some uh, I'm trying to think of the word that I'm looking for uh, down their luck or uh, and as he's going through just Narain territory in general like when he hits the border of like the known border Mm -hmm. of the territories he takes just a second's pause and as he starts going through the territory, he goes, even though he's still walking with his cane and his limp, he does it aggressively, <laughs> aggressive limping, uh, trying to give off the body language in case anyone decides to uh, try it. something. Yeah. Disillusioned is the word I was looking for. Aggressive limping is my favorite thing. Yeah. Okay. So aggressively limping down the street. Um and I don't think anyone necessarily draws too much attention. There's probably a moment where you hit one of the street corners and maybe a catty corner across the street from you. There are a couple of figures that are standing on that corner smoking a cigarette and um, you don't really get any features, but they, they watch you and you sort of get the impression that they are keeping an eye on you. It's late at night, not many people walking around. Um, and you turn the corner and, and begin to move away from them. And they, they keep their eye on you. And, and whenever you see somebody on the street, they, you know, they're sizing you up and, and seeing if you're a, a good mark or not. Um, but go ahead and make an intimidation check. Get them. Right, let's see if roll 20 has decided to stop being a jerk to me that's an 11 okay so you come up to a bar um what's the name of the bar oh gosh um the bear and the rogue <laughs> Lindsay is very intent on it being called the Bear and the Rogue. Very okay. So the Bear and the Rogue, and this is probably a uh, this isn't a Nurian bar uh, because you wouldn't go to a Nurian bar to find somebody that you're trying to flip. Most people in there are already on the Nurian payroll, um, but this is a a smaller kind of rundown establishment on the very uh, the very western edge of. Nurian territory right when it kind of abuts Sartano territory and Farsaw Heights uh, so you're you head inside it's pretty dead in there at this time of night um, and you set up to do some uh, some snooping so what I'm going to have you do uh, just for the pure sort of luck of the draw whether there's somebody in here that might have some information uh, I'm just going to have you roll a d100 um and you're trying to beat I'm going to say we're going to give it a 60% chance so you're trying to roll uh, 60 or lower sure and I don't know if this helps this roll at all or anything but as he approaches the bar he starts adopting more of a drunken stumbling and making it seem like he's already had a few drinks for the evening so that when he's in and 
stumbles into the bar and she's like, I'll have a, um, I don't know what we're calling the drinks in this universe, but something again, very fruity. Okay. Um, so 1d100, 28. All right, there you go. So you, uh, you head inside and you sort of stumble as you're coming through the door and there are four patrons in this bar currently. Um, Two of them sitting at the counter, one of them sitting at a table, and then the bartender behind the counter. And as you stumble in, uh, the the bartender puts on his glass and sit, and and you come up asking for a drink. He says, uh, "You're right there, buddy." Ah, uh, yeah, last bar, last bar. Was that? They looked at me funny. I don't like people looking at me funny. I just want to drink in peace. All right. Well, sizes you up. As long as you got the coin, I can. Uh, I'll, I got drinks for you. What do you want? Uh, I put the silver down. And does anyone remember what I said the name of the drink was I got last time? I think it was just a Gothbird iced tea or something. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the equivalent of the Long Island iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay so you, you he gets you your drink and um with the role that you have before i think there's a young human man a uh, little bit disheveled that is sitting about two seats down from you but is the only person there's no one between you right now and uh he is currently wearing a gothard um police uniform uh but the the buttons are kind of undone um he's clearly off duty right now uh and he's sitting there drinking an ale uh i'll sort of once i get my drink turn towards him uh rough night on the beat uh he kind of laughs into his drink a bit and polishes the rest off uh, taps on the uh, bar to the bartender indicating he wants another and looks uh, to his left towards you. <sighs> Buddy, every night's a rough night around here. I hear that, and I'll I'll throw or toss a coin down his way and say, next one's on me. I appreciate the Gothard PD and all they do to keep these streets safe. Uh, he, the coin slides towards him the bartender and he lock eyes and just gives a nod uh says i appreciate it <laughs> it's not where i thought my life would be right now but it's a job's a job job's a job's a job yeah you look like you've had a rough one though yeah yeah well Life used to be rougher and I'll sort of, you know, tap the cane on the ground. Gotta take it a bit easy now, now these days. Huh. Yeah, I don't know what happened to me if I got hurt enough I couldn't do this job anymore. I don't want to think about it. Oh well. No. You can tell me to piss right off if this is too much, but... Do you, you know, 
Do you like your job enough? I mean, how much do cops make? Uh, no, I don't think I could be a cop, you know, with my with my uh, gammy leg, but maybe desk work or something. Uh, he he shakes his head and says, uh, "I mean, if you want to work behind a counter or a desk, I mean, that, that's the that's probably the easiest way to make a living around here. At least you don't have to worry about getting shot in the street." But uh, I don't know. It's it's not. It's hard to make a difference around here, you know. All the the gangs and crap. It's just a buddy of mine got killed last week. That was rough. My condolences. Take a drink. But you asked me if it's worth it. Um, how much we make, it, and it's it's not. It's not unless you get to. Pull the run the political gambit, make your way up to Paladin, or nah, that's not for me. I don't have the pedigree for it. I don't know. I I think you'd look good in the in the shiny Paladin armor. Yeah, well, I I appreciate the sentiment, but you know, with the politics. And the families, and this is just, you know, a drunkard's rambling, two trains of thought crashing together. Maybe you can find some friends who might be able to help you with the politics. What do you mean? Now, I know you probably deal with, with the the ugly stuff in this city a whole bunch but I don't know I got some friends that have been in the you know I've known people in the different families and you know if you didn't know that they'd be just regular upstanding citizens Uh, you know some people who have the ears of councilmen and things like that he uh he turns towards you says now my buddy was shot dead in the street by a Nurian thug not four days ago and you think I should go work for them no I I didn't say that no uh, fuck the Nurians they are of the The bartender kind of Uh, uh, sorry sorry I'll keep it down I'll sort of lean closer to the guy Um, between you and me of the four families the Narayans are the worst and yeah fuck him for killing your friend but you know there's an old saying about having a wolf by the ears I don't know if you know this, but this, again, drunkards rambling thoughts, the logic of the juice. What if you tried to work your way from the inside with them? I 
Okay, at this point, I'm going to have you make a persuasion check. Oh, I have no idea where I've been going with this this whole time. <laughs> uh, persuasion 19. Ooh, that's real good. That's enough to keep him from just like punching you. Yeah. Um, I think he he looks angry at first, and he's he's like gripping the edge of the bar, and I think he's he's ready to start a fight at this point. It's probably had a real long week and just wants to beat someone bloody. But I think he stops in that moment, and something about what you said clicks just a little bit mm-hmm. enough that he turns back towards his fresh drink and polishes off about half of it, and and one. Um, one swig slams it back down says maybe you're right that's some dangerous shit you're saying but maybe you're right nah, yeah I'd, of course it's dangerous I mean my leg Lorenz did that to me when I tried to be smart and clever but look at me I'm a drunk you you sir I mean, you made it through the police academy. You're clearly smarter and cleverer than I am. Maybe you could succeed where I failed. I'll think about it. <sighs> Finishes off the rest of his drink and says, What's your name again? My name, my buddies call me Seb. He leans towards you or actually he gets up and walks over towards you so you don't have to lean seeing the in the the leg and uh hey uh, holds out his hand and says damien damien good to meet you good work you're doing we'll talk more about it if i see you again yeah um most of the bartenders in this city know me but if you want to come looking for me, I'm most often, well, look around Farsaw Heights. I thought you were about to say the, the closed laundry joint. I was I like, was to, it's, like mm, <laughs> it's not that much of an open secret. <laughs> no, um, he, he releases your hand and says, Farsaw Heights. All right. Well, I'll see you around then. Have a good one. And he uh, walks out of the bar. That one better than I expected it to. Oh, oh pretty good. Uh, anything else? So you got a potential contact with Damien. Yep. Just follow up on. Uh, finish up the drink. Swing back by close joint. See if anyone's still there, but it's on his way back to his apartment anyway. So. Yeah, I think everyone's cleared out. Head back to their yep. own places by now. And uh, yeah, we'll pick back up in the morning. Uh, all of you meeting somewhere that you decided previously. Do you guys decide you're going to go to West Circle first and talk to the? Uh, was that the plan? Talk to the the, the doctor um, about yes. the about the dig. Okay, so let's just say you meet over uh, in West Circle uh, near the uh, Ryman University campus where the doctor works. Um, and we'll go ahead and skip forward to, unless there's anything else anyone wants to do. Am I familiar with this guy at all? Uh, 
Does he, work, does he work like this is the Calvitz one, right? Yeah, yeah, Doctor Angleward. Um, I don't think he's a very high. He's probably somebody that maybe doesn't work for the Calvitz, but uses their services, and cool. maybe you know he pays dues to the Calvitz Club or something. Um, yeah. Uh, so no, uh, I don't think you know his name specifically. But you do uh, head to the university and you find the uh, history department on the university campus. Uh, I assume nobody here attended Ryman University. I don't know how many of you uh, would have even gone to school. Um, nah. It's pretty going to school, going to college in, in this area. I mean, that's a that's a pretty heavy price tag. You got to be pretty well off to do so. So I wouldn't imagine any of you would have been able to go. Um, but you head into the uh, department and there's the like directory on at the entrance that uh, shows the office of Dr. Engelward and you follow the directions get up to the third floor of the building where you see his office um, civil door with a placard above it that says uh, Dr. Martin Engelward I knock alright um, you hear a voice inside oh <clears throat> um Come in. Open the door a little bit. The door opens. Uh, there's sort of a musty interior. It's dark on the inside. Uh, a little bit of flickering of light um, coming from a candle in the on the center table, and books just piled and piled high on uh, around all the corners of the room. And uh, there is an older-looking uh, professorly figure with a uh, close close cropped. Um, sort of gray and white beard um, and bald head and he is currently hunched over a his desk um, flipping through some pages and looks up and says oh, uh, are you one of my students? Um, no. He says it's a bit late I think for, for visitors right now shouldn't you be heading home? Uh, we're here to talk to you about some work you need done. Well, you should come by in the morning, then. I'm just getting pack packed up for the evening. Well, I suppose if you don't want our help, fine. It's also, I'll give context, it is the morning. Oh. That changes things, doesn't it? The curtains are currently drawn closed, and it's very dark at this point. Oh, morning. I like this guy now. Uh, I walk over and open his curtains. Okay, you... I think you walk past him, and he's yep. uh, and er, and he kind of turns to you. So what? What do you, you know? I, I, I'm telling you, I, I can't take any. Oh, gods! Oh shit! Late night. Oh. What time is it? It's about nine. Damn! Missed my first class. Uh, fine. W what can I help you with? Uh, we received word that you needed some help with... What is it? A survey? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, looks back to everyone waiting out in the hallway and I think puts two and two together. Hello. Oh, oh, come in and close the door. Yes, it is really more about what we can do to help you says uh, quite a bit actually um, I didn't expect somebody to come by so quickly uh, thank you uh, 
always impressed by the uh, promptness and services of the yes punctuality is very important and attendance uh yes it and he sort of puts the together with the classy mist and and gets very quiet for a moment and uh says all right um so the job um i've to keep it as simple as possible i've been working on a uh, a restoration i guess you could say uh, of the uh, lower gothran area uh, we were doing a bit of a well, we were surveying the area for potential uh, runes uh, of the of the fallen kingdom, um, and I, well, we, my my dig team, came across a well a chamber of sorts uh, beneath a orphanage or a condemned orphanage uh, down in that area, and not your orphanage. orphanage um, <laughs> Oh, no, close still perks up just because the orphanages matter to her. Yeah. And he says, uh, nobody's been in there for some time, but we attempted to, uh, well, send a few members of my team down into the chamber and they didn't come back. So didn't send anybody else. Uh, seems that there might be some uh, dangerous creatures or something in there. So I'm looking for some help. Some people might be uh, more fitted than myself to take care of the problem and uh, gather any of the the valuables, the artifacts, anything you might find in the chambers uh, beyond and uh, return them for a portion of the profits. Those people you sent down, they just never came back and you hear screaming or nothing? Oh, there was a, there was a, a bit of noise, um, but we didn't go down to see once they stopped responding. Hmm. I'm not really in this. I didn't become a professor of history in order to fight monsters in dark caves. Makes sense. Personally, I'm a huge fan of deep, dark, ancient history death caves. Excellent. Well, then you'll very much enjoy the work that we've put out for you. Yes. So, the payment. 5% of whatever we bring you back? 5% of whatever we bring back, once they're appraised, of course, and we can gather, ascertain their value. And I'm willing to throw in, sorry, my phone is going off. Uh, I'm willing to throw in a um, an additional sort of incentive um, and kind of rummages through his desk and pulls out a uh, small sort of shard of amber-looking crystal and says, uh, one essence gem for each of you. Should I know what that is, Sean? <laughs> should if you've read the custom rules gosh dang it uh essence gems are used to in the creation of magic items and they can be used at uh essence looms to uh to create magic items and i'll go ahead and explain for the audience they can't read the uh 
the rules that I put up there. Actually, let me see if I... I don't see those rules at all. Well, I posted them in Discord. I don't think... I, I understand now. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Essentially, you can spend one essence gem to create a common magic item, three to create a uh, uncommon item, uh, so on and so forth, all the way up to... Uh, um, where did I put the thing? Uh, 81 essence gems to create a legendary item. So, uh, essentially, they, I mean, it's a pretty heavy price tag. They're very valuable, uh, but they are created, uh, essence looms are created by the, um, the Calvets and the production of magical items and artifacts. Essence gems are created by the, uh, distributed by the Mephistosi um, through some unknown means. Excellent. I accept. Interesting. So, uh, any other information I can provide to you to help in your job? How many people did you send down there? Two. Find out a remain. Should we bring him back? That would be good uh, if you if you do find any remains, or at least. Uh, if you clear out the creatures, let us know when we can retrieve them. All right. Could I get the uh, payment in writing from you? Oh, I, I believe I I provided the writing to... Oh, all right. Um, and it pulls out a parchment and a... Uh, Quill and begins to sort of scratch it off, looking up at you, sort of worried for a moment, and flips it out and hands it over to you and says, There you are. Did he sign it? <sighs> Signs it, hands it back to you. Thank you. Well, I don't see any reason why we couldn't help. Excellent. Um, so. No rush on it. I, I'd I'd prefer it if you, if you could have it done by the end of the week. I might be able to salvage this. I have the appraiser that's coming in to hopefully uh, look at the items that you find, and I don't want to keep them waiting. They charge just outrageous fees. Do you have some of your dig crew there? Do we need to show them or tell them anything to get let in or is it just no they've been cleared out uh the directions i'll, I'll provide to you and he does so i'm not going to sit here and do that but he provides you the directions to the to the orphanage and once you get there there shouldn't be any uh, like i said the building is condemned so there shouldn't be anybody that's would try to keep you out Cool. Sounds good. You should probably get some rest. We have other things we need to do, too. We'll come back and update you, and we have something to update with. All right. Oh, unfortunately, I have a, have a class to teach at noon, so I don't have much time to rest, but uh, I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, you can all see yourselves out. Uh, thank you for your time, and uh, good luck. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So you all leave and uh, make your way out walking across campus. Anything? 
I'm going to take the paper with his signature and just like tuck it away in a little notebook. That in my bag. That job sounds less intensive than I was expecting it. Do we want to just knock that out before we maybe get embroiled in some murder investigation? It still has a week-long expiration, whereas this murder mystery is going to get harder the longer we take to get to it. They do say the first 48 hours are the most important. Well, aren't we already past that window, but your point stands. So we don't know what kind of beasties might be down there. I wouldn't want to show up to a fight looking to shut or to an investigation looking disheveled from a fight, so I think it's probably best if we get the lay of the land on the murder investigation before we go traipsing around a big, big death cave, I think is what you called it. Yes. I don't know if I have a look other than disheveled from a fight, but I'll try and tidy myself up. You should probably wear that nice coat that Cordelia bought you like three months ago, the one that you have still not worn. You think I should dress up for a murder investigation? That's like a going out to the movies coat or opera or play or something. All right, whatever you say. Not that you ever take us to the opera. You're the one who knows (laughs) about them. You think I've listened for the opera season tickets? And I think just keep up this kind of banter as we continue along our way. All right. Um, So you all head out uh, across, or I guess you're going to take a cab to the, uh, you're going to the upper Gothford area. I'm assuming that you guys are taking a cab unless you guys want to walk for the next few hours cab please mm-hmm. okay let's um, not stick all the big people in one cab sure you, you uh <laughs> equally proportion the two cabs that you would need uh each one costing you uh morning fare probably about uh we'll say one silver in each all right uh they're not doing their surge pricing right now lucky <laughs> goober is that what it, what Gothbert what uber is called is goober <laughs> uh, Sebastian covers the silver in his taxi okay goober oh man <laughs> wait so is it one silver a piece or one silver a one taxi one silver a taxi yeah Club's got hers. I'm gonna assume that Seb was in my taxi. That's okay. fine. Both were paid. Like we got two, yeah. right? Both are paid. Both, for yeah, one. both of you pay for one silver, so you're good. Oh. All right. So I'm just resisting uh, the urge to literally fly everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you could, if you wanted to. I'm <laughs> not going to. I'll, you know, and I'll 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 build into the lore. This is a magical world and stuff. It is not uncommon to be walking down the street and and see somebody just sort of Superman flying overhead or something like that. Like there are people that that fly for number of reasons either just naturally inclined to do so or that they are have magical abilities that allow them to but no you take a taxi with your friends um all right so uh heading or following the the directions you were given to the estate 
of Lord Wingate. Uh, you arrive in the upper Gothford area just off of King's Park, uh, not the northern edge of it where you delayed your delivery uh, the other day, but the eastern edge of the, uh, the park area. And... I think the house number, you, you find the house number. Uh, there's nobody outside of it right now. It's a it's a beautiful sort of uh, two-storied uh, estate right there off of the, um, the main thoroughfare that leads into the park. There is a, a neat short iron fence that surrounds the property. Uh, perfectly trimmed hedges that um, are, grow alongside the fence. There is a white walkway that leads up to the front facade of the house, and um, it is very quiet on this street with a few cars parked uh, along the row. But uh, no police presence or anything here right now. Any signs of, of, like, is there police tape? Is there anything like that around here? Or is uh, this not the actual scene of the crime? Is this... This is the scene that you do know that this is where the murder took place. Okay. Um, but no, there's no police tape or anything that is currently okay. at the house. There are lights on inside the house, though. Okay. You imagine relative or lady Wingate might be in. Could there's some kind of bell at the gate or something? or uh, Not at the gate, but there's a bell at the door. Cordelia, you look the most official, because you're always so nicely dressed and sharply dressed. Do you want to try and get us in the door? Do I? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> well, I suppose I could try. Let me know if you need a backup, dancer. <laughs> I'm just scared I'll scare everybody with how tall I am. You are lovely. Okay, so uh, Cordelia, you walk up to the front door, pull the bell, you can hear the chimes ringing inside the house, and there's a few moments pause before you hear the creaking of floorboards um, as the latch on the front door clicks and the door opens, and standing there is a... uh, a tall and thin lady wearing uh, currently a black uh, dress and is uh, she looks a bit disheveled um, and sort of looks outside and looks at you and almost past you a bit scanning the, the front yard and then looking back at you and says Yes. Uh, Lady Wingate? That's me. I, I wasn't expecting any visitors. Oh, I'm sure I apologize for interrupting your daily life. Uh, Anastasia Cordova, private investigator. Oh. With... And who sent you? Let's say a concerned friend. Oh. Oh. Um. Are they with you? Yes. Right. Waves as friendlyly as I can manage. 
Are you all coming in? Not if you don't want. I assume you're here to investigate. Yes, they, you, you can all come in. They're friendly, I promise. Okay. And you all uh, head up the path and inside. The interior is as nice as the exterior. Yes. This is super not important, but as I pass Lady Wingate, I'm going to just like take her hand if she'll let me and just do like a quick traditional elvish like prayer for the dead like over her hands and just like condolence like really fancy condolences basically okay um i think she probably responds a bit reluctant at first but maybe gets your intention and sort of softens a bit in that moment and then gives whatever remnants of a smile she can and uh lets you pass and then the rest of you file in as well uh into the the sort of front room here um it's very open and uh it would be bright if not for the curtains being drawn closed uh giving a little bit of a uh, obviously a somber interior um the there's a bit of dust hanging in the air and it's only been a couple of days so there's not uh you know it's not like it has it doesn't look like it's been tended to but it hasn't been that long since it's been tended to either uh but you do get the impression that there have been a lot of people through here lately there's some dirt kind of tracked in from the front door and um otherwise it's just a bit it just feels a bit sad in here as you enter uh and as you walk in you look to your left yeah you do see there is in the front room to the left uh there is a casket in the uh, the uh, off to the front room in the parlor area closed but there uh and she looks at all of you as you enter and closes the door and says I'm sorry um, I, like I said I wasn't expecting guests I don't really have anything prepared uh, I can offer you a, a cup of tea or something I can put together quickly or it's alright please don't trouble yourself on her behalf we're here to help you not to have you help us alright do you have any questions or do you need to just see the study well I think it would be best if we heard what happened from your perspective I understand if you don't want to talk to all of us um I can I can go over it again she sort of motions towards the the other side of the front room where there's a, a fireplace and a hearth and a, a two there's a couch and a couple of arm and two armchairs across a bit with a small coffee table and she sort of gestures there she says we can sit and speak in here um, if you need to see the upstairs uh, the study where where I found Walter um, is at the top of the stairs and on the far right I'll go take a look I'll join you or would you like me to stay it's up to you all how you want to do it but um 
There are some of us that can be more comforting than others. I'll I think be Hulk here. Rush should stay and with the greeting with us. And I'm staying with her. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Cordelia. I'm gonna go just take a look upstairs a bit. I think I will stick with my cousin, but let her do most of the talking. Okay. I'd like to check out the casket. You like to check out the casket? Okay. I was gonna do that later, but Hogarth can do it now. Go for Interesting. it. You could do that. There's, I, I think there is a small kind of dividing wall where you could, you could look at the casket and not have her see if you if you wanted to. I don't, I don't know if it would necessarily be disrespectful or something in this moment. You are investigating the scene of the crime, so I don't think it's a big issue if you wanted to see the body. Um, if you want to do it without asking, though, then. Uh, I would like to ask her. <laughs> okay. So most of you begin heading upstairs. Uh, the cousins stay down with um, with the with Lady Wingate. And uh, you see Hogarth beginning to head straight towards the casket in the other room. Uh, and you do what, uh, Pilar? Yeah, I quickly but calmly. <laughs> it's like part of our investigation of this um, would necessitate us seeing your late husband do you mind she sort of watches Hogarth leave and says it's it's fine I, I I'd rather stay in here if that's all right of course um, but I understand we will not be long okay. pats her hand and then I'll go quickly after Hogarth <laughs> Okay, so the two of you are heading in Quickly, there. Quickly but calmly. The two of you are heading in there uh, to check out the body. The rest of you are heading upstairs. So we'll do the investigation with the body first, and then the people upstairs next. So, um, Hogarth, you go over to the casket. You open said casket. Yep. Uh, and as you do, this sort of smell of like embalming. Um, hits you first. There is a very pungent sort of uh, floral smell, somewhat floral smell that that hits you. Um, first off, I don't think this is probably. I don't know if this is the first time Hogarth has seen a like embalmed dead body, uh, but you, I think that's what catches you first, um, and. The body of Lord Wingate is otherwise unremarkable um, at first glance. Uh, Middle-aged man, brown hair, graying on top, uh, mustache that is uh, clearly... His hair is combed, his mustache prepared, and and sort of in a very presentary way, um, and and looking very nice in in a um, very formal suit. Uh, with his hands clasped over his chest uh, pale face otherwise unremarkable at first glance uh, so what do you, what what would you like to investigate in this moment so it's probably, you can join it to yeah yeah so it's probably a little bit late for most investigating because he's been impulmed presumably mm-hmm. But I would specifically like to look for the typical CSI things. 
bruising, like where the blood collected, like where, like what position the body was in when he was found, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. Um. All right. So the two of you look over the body. So I'll say from from that perspective, from what you're doing, I'll say make a medicine check. Excellent. Uh, um, Hogarth, is there anything you want to look for specifically? Uh, yeah, just signs of how he was killed. Okay. Um, do we know if this is? I'm assuming this wasn't what he was wearing when he died. No, it was. You would guess, gather that this was probably not what he was wearing when he died. Cool. But yeah. So, any signs of death? Okay. What killed him? Struggle? What if there's struggle? I'll have you make an investigation check then. I rolled a natural twenty for a total of twenty-five on my medicine yeah. check. Nice. I'll see what Hogarth rolls first, then decide who gets what. In fiction and in real, I'm very familiar with dead bodies. <laughs> 21. Nice. All right. So 21, 25. Yeah, you both are very uh, observant in this particular moment. Uh, so, Pilar, you gather from all the stuff you just said, uh, the he most likely died I think you probably check just a little bit like uh, kind of pull up the leg of his pants and and check like under his sock and to kind of get an idea of the coloration of different parts of his body and it's difficult like you said because his body's already been embalmed but I'd say with the natural 20 you pick on some very subtle signs that are left even post um, embalming he was probably in an upright position when he died or a sitting position uh, when he died um neither of you notice any sign of a struggle uh, but you both probably notice at the same time there are no wounds on the body um, no signs of a break uh, no signs uh, of like discoloration of the face or anything else that would indicate that he had like a uh, that there was like a heart attack or a stroke or anything of, of that nature but uh given the limited information that you can pull from this, you do notice one other thing is that his right hand has a number of small little like spots along it. Um, almost like scarring. Um, And it's difficult to tell, but you said you can. It, it looks like he was wounded on his right hand uh, at some point. But other than that, that's about the only sign of uh, of anything off that you can really notice or that you really. So when you say small spots, are they like little punctures? Are they yes. little? Okay, how little? little? Like needle little? Is it around the entire like seam of his hand? Yes, need. Oh. I would say about the width uh, yeah like a needle not quite like a hypodermic needle but, but like a needle or a thorn or something like that um and there are like dozens of them along his uh palm and like the lower part of his, or the upper part of his wrist okay so it's like a localized area not necessarily like a line no not a line like uh yeah i, I can't really give it like like he tried to throw a hedgehog um i think that's is exactly the, what yeah. Like, did he put his hand on a hedgehog? Yes, something like that. I would say is an apt assumption to make. But in that, you both don't notice any other signs of foul play. 
Um, I still want to, I want to play, I know all of you are upstairs and I don't want to skip all of you, but I, I want to play out the scene a little bit more. So you, you notice this, you look over the body, two of you downstairs, or the three of you downstairs, um, what do you do? Wait, did you say that those of us downstairs, the, what do we do? Yeah, with those yeah, I want to finish this out for it. Okay, I kind of give Hogarth a look, like, you see what I'm saying? I'll just, like, put the body back where it was, like, in its nice position, make everything look, as, like, nice and not creased. Close the casket. And then return to Lady Wingate. And this may be premature. <laughs> Gonna do it anyway. Oh, wait, no, was Sebastian in there? I'm, yeah, with he her? was just kind of in there with yeah. her. Um, you know, mostly making small, polite chatter. Um, you know, saying, you know, Miss Cordova is very good at her job. Uh, she may come off a little arrogant, but it helps her get the job done. This is why Cordelia and I are BFFs. <laughs> okay, so as we're walking back, I'm going to, before I turn around, I'm going to quickly send a little message to Sebastian and be like, we're going to come back if you want to, like, read her surface thoughts. See if she's worried about anything when we come back. Yep. So uh, I will, you know, just sort of start idly, uh, Messing with the medallion of thoughts I have, but not activating it yet. Waiting to use it, though. Okay. All right. Then I will go back to that room. Okay. She looks up um, as you enter. She says, did you find anything? Nothing extremely determinative. Um, He looks very good. Thank you. Uh, the the funeral home did a very good job. And then I will make polite conversation while I wait for the people upstairs. Okay. All right. So I will head upstairs, though. Okay. Foom, 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 foom. Uh, Hogarth fans making his way up the steps. Uh, the rest of you head up, follow the directions down the end of the hall, where you see a door currently closed, um, which, based on the directions that Lady Wingate gave you, leads to the study. Uh, you push open the door, uh, which creaks slightly, and then opens into a modest-sized um, office or uh, study uh, for Lord Wingate. There is a, a desk immediately in front of you, uh, abutting a window. Um, the chair slightly pulled out. There is a wardrobe on the far left wall, a bookshelf um, to the right and kind of behind you or to the left against the wall as you enter. Um, And other than that, there are a couple of uh, small tables with books resting on them, one of them which has a globe on it. Otherwise, the curtains here are open. It's a little bit brighter in here. Otherwise, everything is very much in place. There's not really anything that is... Not anything that's out of place at at this point. Uh, Neatly stacked papers, a small inkwell, beautiful sort of bronze with a uh, sort of black ivory uh, pen in it. Uh, The papers are neatly stacked. The... um, Everything is very dusted. And... 
uh, otherwise no real sign of um, of any sort of skirmish or, or disturbance in here. Can I look at the ground and see if there's any signs of, you know, recent scuffing of either the carpet or the floor or something like that? Because it looks too tidy for it to have been a murder scene, so. Sure. Uh, you can do a perception check. Okay. What did we do, do, do? Perception. Plus seven. Okay. See if there's windows in this room. Or any other doors? Sure. Sorry. Did you say if there's any other windows or doors in this room? There is a window directly across the room on the other side of the desk that the desk sort of abuts. Why, do, why did I come on this mission? Because I'm awful at rolling. I got a 12. Uh, okay. Uh, with the 12, you there is some slight scuffing on the floor that you would sort of attribute to the age of the house and probably just the movement of furniture at some point in the in the history of it, uh, but nothing that catches your mind is being recent. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and wild shape into a cat form and start sniffing around to see if anything smells unlike anything else in the house. That's what okay. I'm going to do. Okay. The rest of you, or what are you... So you're going to the window? Uh, yeah, Enza? I want to see if there's anything funny looking about the window. About the window? Um, sure, you can make a make an investigation check. Sixteen. All right, sixteen. Uh, check out the window. It is currently locked from the inside. Uh, no sign's been opened, and actually, I think you realize as you're looking at it, it looks like when it was painted, it was probably painted shut. Um, wow, one of those. Yeah. So no sign that it has been opened recently. Uh, Sebastian. Or, uh, sorry, uh, Hogarth comes uh, clomping up the stairs. You hear him clomping up the stairs behind you. Cordelia, is there anything you're doing before? Yeah, I would like to um, ritual cast detect magic once you get into the room. All right, cool. Um, so you, that takes you 10 minutes to do, so we'll yeah. get back to you in a second. Um, the uh, So Hogarth, you make it up the steps. Is there anything you want to do seeing this scene? Uh, yeah, I'll just sort of tell them, um, be careful if you're going to touch anything. We found what looked to be pinpricks on his hand. Perhaps something could have poisoned him? Seems likely. Okay. Uh, and I would like to begin searching. Uh, I don't know, maybe... I don't know, I kind of want to look at, like, sort of everyday objects, like, I don't know, something that he would grab, um, if there are any weapons lying around, uh, and also maybe pin cushions or something. Okay. Um, or if maybe he's got a pet hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are there are no terrariums in here with any or cages and any pet hedgehogs. An um, evil druid, <laughs> evil druid, just rolled around in poison and then body slams. Rolling around at the speed of sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right, places to go. Everyday objects he might have. 
<laughs> everyday objects he might have touched. Uh, so here's what I'll do. I'll have you make an investigation check. Uh, at the same time, cat form. Um, blanking on name Clove. Clove. Uh, you make... I haven't called you the other name yet. So uh, uh, cat form Clove, you can make a perception check. Do you have the same sort of advantage in your cat yep, form? Yeah, I do. I have advantage on perception checks that rely on smell. That's cool. So you make a perception check as well. Okay. Um, and as soon as this is done, this will put Cordelia in the game with her uh, ritual cast. Do, do, do. Okay, and I keep my wisdom score, which is good. So, plus four. Here we go. Perception. Hey, 17 plus seven is 24. Okay, all right, so 24. Uh, what did you get, Hogarth? Uh, what did I get? <laughs> I literally just did it. Uh, 24 also. Oh, okay, nice. Um, all right, so I think a few things are going to come into play at the at the right time here. So, Hogarth, you begin looking around the room for everyday objects, door handles, um, books, papers, the desk, globe, uh, things like that. Just looking at everything, you don't see any, like, pins or needles or anything like that that might cause this. Um, nothing with as fine of a point as you would expect. But I think there's two things that happen about the same time. You turn in your cat form clove and you begin to sniff around the room, kind of jumping up on furniture and knocking things off for no reason. Um, and I think uh, you catch a smell, weird sort of metallic scent. And you jump up onto the desk and you get the scent coming from the stack of papers. Because at the same time as you're doing this, Hogarth, you notice the stack of papers. There's there's two stacks, um, and it looks just like formal documents, uh, proposals, uh, requests, letters, things like that. The ones on the left, uh, or the ones on the right, otherwise unremarkable. But you notice the ones on the left are written, whereas the ones on the right are written in normal sort of black ink. The ones on the left are written in red ink. And I think at the same time is you notice this, you smell it, uh, clove. This paper smells like blood. I'd like Sorry. to take a gander at these papers. You uh, flip through them. The documents themselves are entirely normal, bland, mundane completely dry but everything that's signed every all the writing all the uh, any sort of documentation that you imagine made by Lord Wingate um, and paragraphs and paragraphs of it are written in blood did Cordelia Cord cast detect magic at some point I was about to say uh, okay. Cordelia about at this point your detect magic ritual lights up and there's one thing that I'm trying to decide is no, I'm going to say that's not going to happen. Uh, so uh, Cordelia, you uh, you sense the room. There's no magic in the room other than 
one set of objects. The pen and the inkwell on the desk are currently giving off an aura of... I think it would be transmutation and necromancy. Interesting. Can I go? I don't want to pick it up. Can I go look and see? Is there any ink in the inkwell? Uh, do you touch it? No. Uh, like this? Being close, looking over. I'd say with that, you can tell there is no ink in the inkwell. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, don't touch that. Is it cursed or something? That is a very magical piece of business. Uh, I'm going to use Mage Hand to pick it up so I can look it over more closely. Um, Mage Hand to pick up the entire thing? Yeah. Okay. Yes, Mage Hand, this kind of ethereal, spectral hand, lifts up the inkwell and you sort of turn it over. Uh, Like I said, the inkwell itself is... um, uh, the the base of it, it it's bronze, uh, very well polished, um, very very beautiful, and then the pen is this black ivory with a uh, gold sort of inlayer filigree. And they're both giving off magic. Mm-hmm. They're both giving off both kinds of magic. Mm-hmm. Is Clove still a kitty? Scritch, scritch. And the papers don't look magical at all? No, papers, no magic on the papers. Okay. You said it's just the the script and everything on the papers is mundane. Like, are they like, you know, titles and deeds and transfer of money? Are they like a lawyer's paper? Like, what kind yeah. of actual business papers are they? Political documents, lawyer's papers, like I said, written proposals for certain budgetary like um, budget cuts and uh, budget allocation for the uh, the like northeastern district of the Gothford, upper Gothford area and just, you know, things like that. Nothing again, very bland sort of. Okay. And comparing the blood documents versus the normal ones, are they practically the same? And one's just written in blood versus the other? Like handwriting looks almost identical. I, or well, it looks identical. It's and the material. I'm assuming, and the, like the stuff covered in the paper. Like I'm basically what I'm looking to see is is that is are they the same documents Content. that have been changed to look the same? Like to hide whatever's actually written in the blood documents. Uh, Does that make sense? What I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, no. There's there's no difference between the two documents, other than the fact that one of them is written in blood. They look identical. The types of documents, the 
are 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 the same. Um, so the content is the same. Pretty much. Okay. I mean, it's not. It's not like he. It's not like they're not duplicates, uh, but they are the same sort of work, the same sort of subject matter. And stuff. Okay, but it's not like there's a stack of papers and then there's another stack of papers that he like copied in blood. I think no, no, the no, question no. is getting lost a little bit. Yes. Uh, sorry. They're I not. They're not identical. They're, they're not just identical. the same kinds okay. of stuff. They're, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. I guess. Yeah. I was just trying to figure. Fig- yeah. Okay. But he's also not writing certain types of documents and regular in certain types of documents. Right. Nope. The only difference you're getting between the ones, I'd say the only thing you notice with your investigation, everything you're doing right now, the ones that are in regular are older documents, ones that haven't been filed yet, ones that he probably wrote a week ago. All the ones that you're looking at now, the, the ones written in blood, were I mean, based on the, like, the dating and the signatures and stuff on it, were written the day he died. Ooh. Okay. I wonder if hmm. it might behoove us to ask Lady Wingate if this Major Hand Inkwell is a uh, relatively new addition to her husband's collection. Either that, or uh, someone put some strange magic into this. Do you go downstairs and... Meanwhile, (laughs) I've been doing the nice CSI person thing of like... So what did your husband do for a living? Like, trying to like sort of ask nice things, like the nice... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Remembery things. So even though she probably doesn't want to think about him very much, but like just the not super invasive stuff. Okay. And then just like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So you're just having pleasant. Sort yeah, of I'm trying to get to know him and also be like, does he have any enemies? But without saying, does he have any enemies? Yeah. Um... But if it feels like she's beating around the bush too much, Seb will just say, look, was your husband proposing something that, you know, maybe would have piss the wrong people off okay uh yeah i think i think she just um, part of the pleasant conversation meanders a little bit into the uh conversation of lord wingate which by the way while you guys are having this conversation the people that are upstairs uh are you going to be heading down in a moment or are you going to stay up there any more investigate you guys want to do up there i'm gonna head back down with the uh Inkwell, but before I do that, I want to find a regular piece of paper, not one that's written in blood, preferably, um, that's just like the end of a document or something that's got uh, Lord Wingate's signature on it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take it. Are you just collecting signatures? No. She's collecting forgery stuff. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, you steal a piece of document. I take it. Note. There's no check to make. There are plenty of dogs that are signed. There's like a hundred of them. Nobody's going to notice it's gone. Yeah. You... I put it in my notebook. I put it in my bag. Oh. All right. Cool. All right. So <laughs> Sarah are... sold me out. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you downstairs, yeah, the, I conversation, got your the, the conversation she says, everyone liked what I named him, Walter. Everyone liked Walter. Um, I, he didn't really get involved in, 
in much of the politics. I mean, it, it sounds strange for someone that served on the council, but he he tried to be pretty neutral with things. Always tried to make people happy. That might have that might have made some people a little bit irritated as a result. Um, so what did he do? Like what was? Did he still work, or are you both retired? Or no, he's very. Yes, he he was elected. Um, just we campaigned about a year and a half ago now. Um, no, he's been a very instrumental figure in the founding of of Gothford. I mean, we've been here since the beginning. We were just kids when we moved here, but we helped found this city and have been with it ever since. And Walter was instrumental in a lot of the regulations and the zoning that, that led to, uh, well, led to the city becoming what it is today. So he was a very busy, hardworking sort. Yes. Sort of a nose to the grindstone, sun up, sun down sort of a thing. He knew how to have fun. Um, he always managed to take a day or two during the week and, and we'd go for a walk around the park or leave the city and head out to the country for, for a little while. Um, but when he was here, and he he gave it his all and he, he really he poured his heart and soul into into his work. So was there any difference in his habits or behaviors before he died? Like any sign that he was feeling unwell or any sort of change? No. Um, everything was going really well. Uh, we're very happy. And we just, we just celebrated our, our uh, 40th wedding anniversary. Uh-oh. Matter where you go. If she seems real distraught, what she does, like if she'll allow me, I'll like reach over and like pat her hand. I think she's probably past the point of crying at this at this point. I mean, it's been right. a few days, and I, I think she's probably hit the the ups and downs of it all. I think she's at a point right now where you can tell she her, she's got that sort of perpetually glossy eyes and and maybe a little bit of kind of puffed up cheeks. She's probably she's probably cried herself out at this point and is very sad, but is. As you can tell, maybe a little bit happy to just be talking about it and and having maybe a normal conversation that's not just about the murder or whatever it might have been itself. Um, and so, yeah, she you sort of pat her hand and she smiles and says, "But no, everything everything was going great. I don't I don't even know why they think that this was a murder. I." I can't imagine anyone wanting to do something like that. Not to Walter. Yes, this city, this city is not like it once was, and suspicions are high. Hopefully, we find good news for you. Either way, and I think like clock, I think like clock around that point, you hear the footsteps heading down. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so you know, I've changed back into clove, okay. cat clove. Okay. Uh, and you see uh, Cordelia holding, uh, I think, walks in the room with this sort of 
spectral hand holding the inkwell. And uh, Lady Wingate looks at you, sort of concerned, says, Is everything okay? Yes. Um, I've just a couple more questions, if that's all right. Sure. Uh, Why do you have Walter's wedding or uh, anniversary present? Well, I tapped Sebastian on the knee. <laughs> that is actually one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Is Sebastian casting the... Yeah, I'm using the medallion of thoughts, which does detect thoughts. Okay. Uh, oops, that's... There we go. There's the text for it. So I get the surface level thoughts just for free, and then I can determine if I want to dig deeper, at which point there's a save. Okay. Um, I'll tell you if anything comes up that's not what's being said. So Cordelia, you uh, continue. So you are familiar with this piece? I just got it for him last week. Could you tell me where you got it from? I sure. There's a, a little shop in West Circle, uh, an antique store. I Walter liked collecting things from the old world, and, and I I got him that inkwell and the wardrobe. Uh, as part of a anniversary present. Right. And Why? you could give us the name of the shop and everything. Yes. What, what does this have to do with the investigation? It's it's a bit complicated at this point. Um, and I think, uh, Sebastian, you're getting the, through like, you know, oh god, did something I do, is there something wrong with it? What happened? Like, and, and I think you're just getting the sort of like panic that is spiraling right now uh, in her head. Had you been to the shop before? Are you familiar with the shopkeep? Yes. I, Craig is a good friend of mine. We've shopped there for many years. We've gotten most of our furniture from him. I don't, I know this is probably painful, but. Um... Could you walk me through how you how you, you found your husband and kind of the scene of, of of the room when you found him? I know this is hard. I'm very sorry. Yeah, she's she's kind of like being pulled in a few directions at once and sort of looks down and says, Yes, I It was late. I had just finished cleaning up the kitchen and I Walter had gone upstairs to do some more work. And he'd been up there for a while and, and just said he was going up for a few minutes to, to get some paperwork done. And I was expecting him to come down because we were going to go for a late night walk through the park. And it had been a while. And I, and I went up there and the door was closed. And I knocked. Um, and he didn't answer. And when I opened the door, the candle was still on. And everything was as normal as it could have been, except he was just sitting there. Just not moving. Everything was in its place. His papers were all 
stacked and put away and I walked over and he was just staring out the window he looked pale and I just I don't remember much after that but I guess I started screaming and the next thing I knew the the police were here and I'm still holding her hand and I like that yeah and as she was explaining that thoughts were more or less the same more or less the same yeah so your husband was a collector he said yes and we she sort of gestures around the room and there's lots of old sort of furniture and and paintings and things like that around this that you're noticing so she says he had been collecting sort of restored pieces from just from around here around Gothford of the you know this there was a lot of history to this land and and people find things all the time and, and he, he always collected he, he restored most of them himself a lot of these tables he, he'd work on out in the back but lately he hadn't had as much time and that's why I developed a relationship with with Craig and, and getting pieces that he couldn't find and, and surprising him so yes yeah So mostly furniture, any particular interests he had? No, nothing specific like that. Anything magical? No. We make a, a decent amount in, in his position, and, and but we... Craig never really put much stock in any of that. It's expensive. So no magic items. Was your husband a magic user? No. No. Right. And Craig was a firm believer in, in sciences and, and math and, and, and trying to build up industry on the backs of, of average people here. He didn't have anything against it by any means. I don't, I don't but he... he no, he had no skill for such things. Is yeah. his name Craig or Walter? Walter. That's what I meant. Craig is the name of the um, of the shopkeeper, as you mentioned. I just got a mistake. So, normal day for you. Went down to Craig's shop to pick out something for your anniversary? You said? Yes, I had... I had gone to pick up the items that I had had um, requisitioned from from Craig just a few weeks ago. You picked them out yourself. Well, I had gone into I had gone in before and told Craig what what it was that I was looking for, and I wanted some items for Walter's study. Uh, I told him that he had this old. Um, coat rack in there that he had he would throw his jackets on and, and he needed something a little, bit, a, a little bit nicer so I I said that 
a, a new wardrobe would be uh, fitting, and then uh, we got to talking about other items that I could maybe get, something for his desk, something that would make him feel as important as, as I believe he is and or was. And I thought an inkwell would be something simple and, and elegant. That was sort of Walter's style. So Craig didn't make any suggestions? Not at the time, no, but he said that he would find some items that met the specifications and would call me when they were in. And he let me know a few days before anniversary that he had found some items that might fit what we were looking for and, or what I was looking for and I went and picked them up and they were perfect well we think that's all we need to know I apologise we've taken up so much of your time do you think that she'd like kind of looking at the item which I assume did you set down because I don't know how long your mage hand lasts yeah um, I probably set it down and she looks at the item and she says do you think that uh, Craig had any that what I bought for him could have oh god I'm sure it was an accident we have no certainties yet anyway what what if what about the wardrobe the wardrobe wasn't magic, right? <laughs> Didn't seem magic. Uh, as far as we can tell, just a normal wardrobe. Was the inkwell already wrapped when you got it from the shop? Or did you wrap it? No, it was... It was wrapped and then Craig packaged it. He knew it was a gift. Do you mind if we borrow it? She looks at it and she says, if it had anything to do with what's, with what happened here, I, I don't want it. Thank you for your time. She just, she's just sitting at the, like, kind of at, at the, on, on the armchair and just looking down at the floor and kind of going a bit catatonic. I keep patting her hand, and I'm assuming we're, we're about to leave. So I just, like, like I said, we have no certainties, yet we will come back and tell you anything we find out. And like I said, I hope whatever it is is good news for you. She just looks up and, and nods. And then I assume we're going to Craig's. Okay. okay. Yes. All right. Um, anything else before you leave the house? I got nothing. Nope. Maury looks like she's thinking. 
thinking about, I don't know, anything. <laughs> it's gonna have my owl with me on my shoulder. <laughs> Just one last look around before we leave. If anything sticks out. Miss Cordova, I know this is your show, but maybe pop open the wardrobe, maybe check the inside, see if something's there as long as we're already here, cover all our bases. Of course. If it'll make you feel better, Lady Wingate. I think it would, if there's anything. I think so. So the, uh, do you go upstairs and check it out? Sure. Okay. Um, I want to go with, but I'll stay with her. Keep her from like. I would go losing with Cordelia. It. Okay. Can I just go look at the the body, the hand sure. on the like to see the pin perky kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. So the rest of you have upstairs except for Clove and um and uh, Pilar. Sebastian said he goes with me. I assume we're in the front, and as we're going up there, I'm just like, if it does have teeth or something, I'm pushing you in. That's why I'm coming. All right. Uh, you go check out the uh, body clove. Uh, what are you looking for specifically? I guess it, it piqued my interest on the Hogar saying that the hand looked like it had been pinpricked or something like that. And so I guess I'm going to look at it to see if, with my knowledge of Thorn Whip and something like that, like if it was something that had come out and kind of has a. Uh, foreseeable pattern and how the, the pinpricks were um, that like maybe if somebody had grabbed like a thorn whip and it had wrapped around or if it was just kind of a porcupine or a hedgehog or something like that okay uh, yeah make, a, make a medicine check okay uh, there's you head upstairs we'll do the check in the middle uh, 16 uh, 16 okay you look over it uh, you don't get the sign of any ligature, like something was wrapped around the hand. Uh, it's mostly, again, it's just the puncture marks underneath, like, uh, again, like needles. Okay. At the, at the base of the hand. Um, no signs of anything on the back. Okay, yeah, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like if he had picked up the pen or something in the inkwell, like, but maybe it, like, hmm, Okay. Thank you. Who knows? It's only one way to find out. Who wants to sign their name? Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you both head upstairs. Uh, who's checking out the wardrobe? Um, I don't want to touch it, but I would like to try to look like around maybe the edges of it, the outside of it, um, to see if there are any like markings or I know I didn't get any magic off of it but even any like inert like runes or anything or see if I can find like a um like a maker's mark or like a brand or something we figure out who like okay where it came make, from. Invest- make an investigation check Sebastian you doing anything um I'm trying to think for something I could do that she wouldn't think of um I think Probably as she's doing that, I would just kind of tap around it with my cane, see if maybe there's some kind of hidden compartment or something. Okay. Um, you can make an investigation check too. Uh, Cordelia, you, you search around the outside, looking at it, kind of around the back, front, as much as you can see underneath. You don't see any sign of a maker's mark. Do you want to know what I rolled? 
Oh, sorry. What did you roll? It's really good. What did you roll? 29. I thought you said what you rolled. No. I think you might have seen my 11 in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's not that's me. Cool. I'll take investigation for 29, Alex. Okay, perfect. So here's what you get. It's confusing because you're Alex, too. You don't see any uh, signs of Maker Spark. What you do notice is that the wood is very new looking. This does not look like a restored piece of furniture. Well, either Lady Wingate is a very, very good lawyer, better than any of us, or Craig has really pulled one over on her. This is brand new. Yeah, I'm inclined to think Craig's a piece of shit here. Either that or she's real good at hiding her thoughts. Well, shall we go pay dear old Craig a visit? I think it's about that time. Um, the two of you go to leave the room. And as you go to leave, the wardrobe doo -doo -doo, just shifts a little bit, like something inside of it moves. Uh, shit. You want to pop that open with your mage hand? Stand back. I will ready an action to hit something if it pops out and is hostile. Did Enzo and Hogarth go with us? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get ready. Okay. Right. And I cast a mage hand. I go and lights up in three, two, one. I try to pop the door open. Okay. The door's open. It's empty. I'll stick my cane in and just kind of poke around, shift any clothes to the side or something. There aren't any clothes in it. It's entirely empty. Okay, so just poking the cane around the inside, just fairly uh, regular intervals around. Okay. Um, I think you hit a point. You try to pull the cane away, and it just doesn't move. Oh, no. Like it's stuck to the inside. All right. And suddenly you hear this. As there, the inside of the wardrobe begins to morph and, and shift and pulsate as suddenly two rows of several hundred razor sharp teeth just slide out from the sides of the wardrobe like one giant maw uh, that's slobbering as this pulsating fleshy interior uh, the doors of the wardrobe snap shut around your cane which is now sort of protruding out the front of it as you are uh, able to leap back as the wardrobe then uh, the feet of it begin to move as it uh, kind of hobbles across the ground in your direction so like Beauty and the Beast game <laughs> nightmare <laughs> uh, and we're gonna go ahead and take a break right there oh. um, <laughs>